4: we as parents, our primary goal is to like keep our kids safe and healthy and relatively psychologically on board with, you know, expectations for them. So like, we definitely think that if students have their own way of managing homework, the least amount of parent intervention and involvement, the better. Say that again. Sorry,
1: you should say that again. Hey guys, it is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, Because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here, go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, Really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us. We all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt.
0: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
3: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash and today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash cat and Nat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com.
1: You guys are uh, basically, why don't you tell us you are? Because I always try to do the intro and someone always does it better than me. You know what I mean? Because it's you, not me. That, if that makes sense.
3: We don't want to make up any lies about you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sure. So Brian and I are education experts. We uh, had a column in The Atlantic. We are regular contributors to um, CNN, The Times, and we've appeared in CBC, NBC, um, and elsewhere. And we wrote a book called Taking the Stress Out of Homework, um, which gives tips on how to help your kids help themselves. Um, And we are classroom teachers and tutors and parents ourselves, which I think is perhaps what makes us more experts than anything else, just being in the trenches and getting the insanity of it all. (laughs) How did you two get together? Um, Brian, do you want to answer this one?
4: Yeah, sure thing. So I am coming into my 15th or 16th year of teaching at a small independent school in downtown Manhattan, and uh, I teach eighth grade English, and Abby taught fourth grade there for many, many years, and her husband teaches eighth grade history there. So we, uh, you know, we, we found each other both professionally and socially, and we realized that we have a lot of the same interests uh, when it comes to education. And we started New York City's uh, only tutoring company where all the tutors are professional educators, classroom teachers with master's degrees in education, etc. So it started as a business for us as we thought that the best support that students could get in the classroom came from professional educators, you know, who could lead to independent, autonomous students, you know, who could do the work on their own moving forward. And from there came the book, and from the book came the column, and from the column came the opportunity to chat with you two. Oh
2: my gosh, well, well, so well spoken to be an educator. Um,
3: and... and uh, uh, These teachers that are tutors, this means that they're doing it after school and on the weekends, just just working really extra hard because
2: they love to teach
3: and they don't
4: get paid enough. I mean, for for us, it was sort of a win 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 where teachers who, you know, work. So many hours to prepare for the day and then so many hours in the day, still so many of them are fighting off student loans and trying to, especially in a city, you know, like New York or Toronto or, you know, where cost of living um, has outpaced what teachers are are getting paid to be in the classroom. There was really an environment where teachers were excited to take an extra a student or two to expand their teaching opportunity. Uh, students benefit because that way they get the real one-on-one interaction um, with professional educators, and parents know that the people they're bringing into their homes are professionals who can work with the students and with the family to make it all work. So the company is called Teachers Who Tutor, and it it's developed a, a great niche for ourselves.
1: Plus, oh, tutors. You know, homework is, it seems so controversial these days. Mm. Um, the homework conversation, and specifically. Uh, it it feels like right now teachers are doing their own um, philosophies. Yes, So it's like, I believe in, I don't believe in.
2: All the different teachers saying, this is what to expect. And everyone's different. Uh, uh, When you're a
1: parent, especially I think of teens and tweens, what is, um, should the teacher be, dictating how many minutes the kid should be spending on homework knowing that each one does it differently or like what's that relationship between teacher and parent for homework before we get into like what is that relationship and what should that look like for parent teacher
2: so it really depends obviously on the individual teacher our feeling as teachers is that you know it's one thing if you're working with an elementary school student you say okay do a half an hour of reading a night right? So some kids are going to read five pages. Some kids are going to read three chapters. There's a huge range. It's a little trickier when it gets to tweens and teens, because if you say, okay, this should take you a half an hour, then if it takes kids longer, they're going to end up feeling really crummy about themselves. And they might get through like one section if there's, you know, seven sections and other kids are going to be able to do it and it's going to be fine. So I feel like Setting a time limit or or an estimated time um, as a general rule for teachers to do is really kind of a slippery slope and can lead Ooh. to a lot of confidence issues. I love that. Oh, I have to write yeah. an email right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, I mean, we
4: so- really believe in the least amount of homework that is necessary to build specific skills for the students. So what that might look like um, is like I teach a literature class, for example, and I know that there needs to be a certain amount of reading done before the class. So I don't spend the hour of the class time with everybody sitting quietly and reading. So that means whether it's you know a page, if it's a dense poetic text or 20 pages, if it's You know, a chapter or two of a novel, in order to prepare adequately for the class, that work needs to be done. Where we get a little antsy when it comes to homework is sort of homework for the sake of homework or rote repetition, where if a student understands a math um, curriculum or a math assignment after one or two problems, there's no need to assign 20 of those same problems. But homework can serve a role both in terms of reinforcing the work that's done in the school, preparing uh, students for the next day's class, and teaching um, executive function skills to build that sort of um, muscle memory where students can then take a variety of tasks and organize them themselves and move forward. So we think that the, the least amount of homework um, that is necessary is the right way to go. And homework should be specifically assigned with uh, goals and building, you know, specific muscles in mind.
2: Right. I, and, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Abby. Oh, no! I was just going to say, so the other thing is like, as parents, you get to see sort of the nitty gritty behind the scenes of what's going on with your kid, right? Like they present one way when they're in school and they might seem like they've got it all together. And then they might come home and kind of like melt down or say, Oh my gosh, I have so much. I don't know how I'm going to get yes. this. all So mm-hmm. you are there with them and you see what's actually happening. So our philosophy about correspondence with classroom teachers is that the lines always be open in terms of communication. So if you see that your child is working for hours and hours on an assignment where you're like, this is just system overload, then in a kind way, I may just say, um, you know, Susie came home and she, it took her a really long time to get through this assignment, or she's feeling anxious about X, Y, or Z. Do you have any recommendations or you know, what, what are your thoughts about this? So sort of Um, instead of being critical of the teacher, because I think as a parent, it's really easy to say, oh my gosh, why is this teacher doing this? Um, But just to kind of um, start off the year with a collaborative partnership about like, I really want to help my kid and not make this a miserable, stressful experience.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen,
4: you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: I hate homework. Oh my
3: god. I <laughs> hated it I, as students and now as parents but, it's like the idea of having to help
1: them. Oh, and it's really hard. Uh, I I have I, I think there's a lot of layers to homework because I think sometimes, you know, you guys are talking, there's independent schools, there's private schools, and then there's public schools. And I think sometimes based on how old your child is, what level of communication you have with the teacher. Like right now, my daughter's in grade eight and I don't know who her teachers are. Actually. I don't know one of them. I bet the other mothers do. They probably do. You're (laughs) right. Um, But like the philosophy is if they are, if they're if their report card shows they're performing. I have no say in when you do your homework, like uh, like the last minuteers who procrastinate, but get it done. Should we just let them go? Like exactly. our expectation should not be their expectation. Like, is that an effective way to do this? If they're like staying up till midnight the night before, but it gets done and it's a good grade. Do we are we like, OK, you did it.
4: If they're um, emotionally and physically healthy, like absolutely. I, I, I think that we as parents, our primary goal is to like keep our kids safe and healthy and relatively psychologically on board with, you know, expectations for them. So like, we definitely think that If students have their own way of managing homework, the least amount of parent intervention and involvement, the better. Say that again.
1: Sorry, you should say that again. So, what would be considered like? uh, Okay, so you're saying. Can I give
3: give a specific example? So, so
1: like, yeah. So, the way I just want to say it again, we said the least amount of parent parental
4: intervention, um, the better. That being said, there is an exception to that. Whereas we do want to make sure that as parents, we're setting up an environment at home so they can be independent and we can have nothing to do with homework as they get older. So the problem with the procrastination method is a lot of time that works until fifth grade or eighth grade or 10th grade. There's and going to then- be a
2: it doesn't work. And like then the kids break down crying and miserable awful. and you're
4: screaming at them and they're screaming at you. So like the goal is definitely to avoid screaming at kids and having them but, scream at but, you. But, but, but sometimes- Yeah, please.
1: If the natural consequence is they fail that grade and you didn't have to interfere and t- like, I guess, I guess the- uh, not how involved, project. How, yeah. How involved do we need to be in their homework? Let's say they're, because I feel like parents- Battle. This is, seems to be the big. Everyone ends in tears, and right. then you ruin a whole relationship based on homework. How do we set up a relationship where it's homework? So we're like, I'm here if you need me, but we're not like sitting there checking. Like, what does that look like? And how do we set the kids' expectation that, hey, this is your homework, not mine.
2: Yeah, so that's like it. the we million dollar. That. That's the yep. million dollar question, okay. right? So, I mean, I think it looks different in every household. I think it really depends on the relationship between each uh, parent and child. But in general, I think it's best to talk about homework when it's not homework time. Because when it's homework time, it's like the kids are, especially tweens and teens, they're rolling their eyes at you. They want you out of the room. They want you out of their hair. They're just like, I have all this stuff to do, or they want to be on their phones or whatever it is, but they want independence from you. So I think it's best to find a time to just like sit down and chat with them and say like, Hey, we, you know, I know you've got so much work this year and I totally have faith in your ability to, you know, hit it it out of the ballpark. So, but what I would just talk about with them is sort of strategies for getting it done. And my number one rule, I mean, I have a second grader and a fifth grader, so it's a little different, but I work with lots of seventh and eighth graders and kids through high school. And I always say, you have to do what's hardest first, no matter what, even if you're staying up till midnight, no matter what it is. Kids always want to procrastinate and put off the thing that they don't want to do, like so many of us adults, until the very last minute. The problem with that, obviously, is that they they have totally lost their steam when it comes time to sit down and put effort into that really tricky assignment. So what I always say to my students and what I say to my, my kids at home, too, is just, like, make a list, write down whatever your assignments are, and write the order of when you're going to complete them. You can take breaks in between brief breaks. Totally cool. It's not like you just sit there and just crank it all out, but whatever you do, your first assignment has to be the thing that you want to do least because then kids get it over with. And even the psychological burden of Mm. having to do it, like ends up just drawing out the homework process. And what you can say to your kids too, is like, you know, I know you want to get the homework done and you're going to get it done more efficiently. Like a, if your phone isn't right next to you and you're not texting your friends while you're doing it right. Or on social media or whatever. Mine will FaceTime and do their homework all together, but she's getting good grades. So who am I to say anything? That's a good way of doing it. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's like a virtual study hall.
1: I mean, I know that was a short snippet, like, you know, not long, but I do want to let you know the value of listening to experts where we curate the experience for you because topics can feel so overwhelming. And when you get a mom's perspective that we're all concerned about, you know, often experts deep dive into like one topic and we're like, but wait a minute, what can we do right now and how can we fix this? And can you help us? And that's really what about the the common parents about is normalizing it and giving you guys quick information. And if you are not someone who can listen to audio all the time, but I think you are because you're listening to this, we email you, we give you quick um, roundups and always things that are cutting edge. And we just really appreciate all of you being here. I hope you learned something today and we hope you have a wonderful day or night, wherever you may be. <laughs>